WTOC AM, W236CR Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Monday, February the 26th. Hope everyone had a good weekend. I tell you what, it is an absolutely gorgeous day uh, here in February. Uh, you got to look twice because I, I, I declare it feels, uh, AJ, you and I were just talking a few minutes ago, it feels like March or April. Yeah, it's, it's a, a beautiful thing, kind of nerve-wracking a little bit, just a little bit, but we're going to worry about all that later and just enjoy the day. What's nerve-wracking about it? Uh, you know, the global warming thing. It's, oh, you know, that concerns me a lot, too. Yeah, about yeah. 70 degrees in February. This is a little weird, but mm. we're going to enjoy it while we got it. We we will enjoy it, but you know what? It It is real, and why people can't see that. I mean, I can't tell you the last time uh, there has been a need for even a snowblower. Yeah. It has to have been maybe five or six years. It's uh, been a while, Yeah, I sure. And I, I had a winter coat that I, I put into the cleaners and it still has the cleaning bag on it and I looked at the tag it was from th- no it was from three years ago oh my gosh yeah but, but it hasn't been it hasn't really been wintry and if it is we get like a little blast you know like mm-hmm. one or two days but you know that sustained grip that winter used to have on uh, central Indiana Indianapolis and yeah it's it's gone it's just gone. a little bit it said uh, yeah. yeah times have changed yeah yeah well um, they have, they have. So, uh, but hopefully we can get some of that corrected I, or, or else stop doing what we're doing to make it, uh, as warm as it is. We got to slow this, this down because this is not healthy. It's not good. Not good at all. Can't be. Mm-mm. But we'll take it today. Like you say, we'll worry <laughs> yeah, about that later and take it today. Get a lot of stuff done. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Uh, 972-3008 is the number if you want to call Community Connection. Lines are going to be open uh, for at least our first hour or so. We're going to have the lines open for the first hour, so 317-972-3008. Now, coming up in our second hour, the Indianapolis Black Chamber of Commerce's annual lunch with the legislators uh, is coming up shortly, actually uh, close to the end of the week on Thursday, I do believe. Anyway, uh, some members of the Indiana Black Chamber uh, will join us with a familiar face, one you'll know quite well, familiar face and voice you'll know quite well. Uh, but anyway, they're going to join us um, with more on how it all works, lunch with the legislators, how it all works, and uh, how you can get involved and if it's going to be for you. Right now, 317-972-3008. Again, 317-972-3008 is our number. Uh, the lines are open. Uh, I wanted to share a few updates with you as well well that occurred since we were last here and a few other things um, that you'll probably want to know about. Um, first, um, well, okay, we got a call. Let's let's go to the call first and I'll get to the other um, in just a moment. 317-972-3008. Jeff, how are you? Hey, Tina. Hey, AJ. How you guys doing? Doing, doing good. Great. Did you have a good weekend? I did. And yourself? Good. Good. Yeah. Really good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're back on the business. You know, uh, got a Got a lot of laughter in. Uh, uh, you know, saw some good comedy over the weekend. Oh, good. That's so, always helpful. <laughs> yeah, it was at the Black Conservative Conference with Donald Trump. And Tina, oh, I thought you, know, you were talking about something on Netflix or whatever. <laughs> um, no, yeah. well, you know, Donald Trump thinks black folks going 
vote for him because he had a mug shot. Yeah. Yeah. I and heard that, that uh yeah. and, and that he um mm-hmm. and that he's been to jail. Yeah. And that oh, we're gonna love his golden sneakers. So mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't find those golden sneakers all bad. I don't know mm-hmm. about you guys, but you know, I think I'm gonna take a rain check. Mm-hmm. On those golden sneakers, but I'm just going to. This is what this is where I'm getting at. Two things. Number one, <clears throat> it ain't hard to figure out why black folks, the overwhelming majority, you black Republicans. I'm not talking to you right now. I mean, I'm getting tired of you guys rating my garbage every morning. Uh, uh, Republicans ask themselves why African Americans and other people of color don't want nothing to do with them. I mean, I don't think it takes Sherlock Holmes to figure out why we don't want to hang out with you guys. I mean, I'm not going to associate with a party that goes out of their way to insult me and and uh, talk about golden sneakers and that, uh, you know, this career criminal who's a, the head of your party, uh, a sexual predator, a grifter, a con artist, and, uh, you know, we, which basically – gave no credibility to you white evangelicals you got you you ever wonder why we don't want nothing to do with you i mean mm-hmm. and then you got your black republicans oh the black conservatives you know i got nothing to black conservatives but this bunch these mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. you're gonna sit there in the presence of a man who basically mm-hmm. insults you yeah you know, Jeff. Here, here's the thing. I, I was more concerned that 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 you know that that is what it is or was, but I was more concerned about uh, the speech that he gave a few days before that in Nashville, at the National Religious Broadcasters Association, the NRB, uh, uh-huh. because some of the things the the fact the mere fact that religious broadcasters who spend billions. Of dollars uh, to have uh, the you know the, the gospel around the world, um, and uh, yeah, they spend billions of dollars to, to to spread the gospel. They say around the world, you know, they go far north, south, east, and west. These people who uh, are members of this organization had this person speaking to them and were giving him rounds of applause and and what have you that to me was far more concerning because of the number of people that are reached by religious broadcasters and this organization is the largest of its kind it's a broadcast it's a national religious uh national religious broadcasters association and that is frightening that that body would have somebody there uh, to talk to them, and then he he says something about I'm a proud Christian, but yet and still can't quote a Bible verse. Ask him, uh, two Corinthians or whatever it was that he said. Uh, but for whatever reason, this National Religious Broadcasters Organization, uh, in the name of the Bible, I guess, ignored so much to not only listen to, it, but just to have him there. You know, just to have him there. That is frightening that is frightening because of the number uh of people that this organization reaches um and the fact that he was invited to speak to their body uh and that he was applauded on numerous occasions watch as 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 what just watch out watch out um there there's a whole nother 
element there. A whole there's just a whole another element there that that I believe that we need to really pay. And and you know, it didn't get a lot of uh, didn't get a lot of attention. Didn't get a lot of run. I mean, some I guess, but. Again, conservative African Americans or what have you, Trump speaking to conservative African Americans. Yeah, that you would expect that because he quote unquote is conservative and what have you and wants to speak to blacks. But when you talk to a multi diverse, multicultural uh body of broadcasters, of religious broadcasters who bring him on board and speak to him, you got a problem. Anyway, uh three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Pierre, uh go ahead. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, Tina. Good uh, afternoon. It's just you by yourself today? Mm, well, AJ and I, yeah. I'm always here. Okay. <laughs> AJ's here, yeah. Uh uh wanted to call in tomorrow um over at the state house i think at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. uh, the election uh, the indiana election commission is going to be uh holding uh hearings on those uh challenges uh, uh people um to kick people off the ballot and what whatnot um it is the greatest uh, form of electioneering um exercise in the state in my opinion unless they're convicted of some type of uh crime or something uh folks should be allowed to run um you know uh whether you vo- you voted in the past two primary elections or if you voted in the two primary elections before you know um all that's going to be uh taking place tomorrow over at the uh, uh, the government center mm-hmm. uh at 10 o'clock um the other thing is um Boy, Tina, um, I'm a Democrat, but we're in trouble come the fall. I, you know, I was um, watching us. What do you mean? What What do you mean in trouble, Pierre? We're in trouble. We're in trouble in Michigan, uh, for sure. Uh, (laughs) Democrats, with uh, not only with the uh, the Arab community, but uh, black Democrats are um, and black men, they're seething. They're mad as you know what. And then you got uh, Chicago. I don't think, um, and and they're holding the convention up there this summer. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will be like it was in '68, but it's gonna it's gonna be a hot one. And then I was watching um, Dr. Tony Montiero, who lives in um, Philadelphia, and he talked about how uh, uh, blacks in Philadelphia missed an opportunity to to make a, a black woman the first mayor, the first black woman mayor of uh, Philadelphia. 75% of people, of, of black voters in that city sat at home. And, you know, it's just, uh, and he's thinking that um, the Democrats are going to have a hard time uh, in Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania is a big electoral catch. I'm telling you that the Biden administration um, and, you know, we got some big timers here in the city. Uh, they need I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what 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 could be done. Uh, this election is looking like uh, it's going to so, be. A so, Pierre, when you say when problem. you say the Democrats are in trouble, is it your belief or your opinion uh, that the Democrats will are in trouble of losing the election to the opposition? Absolutely. You believe uh, that at this point in time in the calendar, you believe that. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I, believe I, it. I think it's still too. I, I don't. To, I don't necessarily we, agree with we that, have, but we there's have just to too much something. time, huh? We have 
do something now in order to change people's opinion to hit around November. You can't start late on this bill. No, and, you, know, you can't. People, but are people paying attention? Are people you, paying as close attention as you are? Are they are as intense and as zeroed in on this as you are? Our voters. And and the the issue that you feel is going to sink the Democrats is immigration. I didn't uh, I didn't uh, say that. I think that's one of the issues. I think it's a, a big issue. Mm. I think the issue in uh, uh, Palestine is uh, just you know uh, mm. the, uh, the watching them. Yeah, yeah. It, and it takes it takes one or two developments and then boom, yeah. the landscape yeah. changes. So I I well, I don't think the landscape is going to change unless President Biden changes and he's just concrete set uh, in his ways and his support. So, well, uh, of, 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 OK, go ahead. You know, it, it's just out um uh, something needs to be done. There's some senators that have a good proposal. Okay, about, he's going. He's uh, going to the border. He's going to the border the same day as Trump. I believe they're both going Thursday, right? And you uh, have long been critical of the fact that he or Harris or whoever have never even been to the border. He's going again. First of all, he has well, been there. He's going again Thursday. So what? What well, are your thoughts on that, Pierre? Well, that's uh, that's good, but uh, he needs to uh, when he gets down there. <laughs> Uh, he needs to uh, plug those holes. That that border is uh, that border needs to just flat be militarized. Um, and I, I was surprised, Keeney, you said the other day that, and I'm so glad you're okay. Um, you thought that it might have been an undocumented person that hit you, and 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 drove away. Did I hear that correctly? It could have been the person. There's certainly, been. yeah, it could have been. I, I would never was. say that it could have been, but I we yeah. I do know conclusively uh, that there was no insurance associated whatsoever yeah. with that vehicle it and with prob- that that license. Yeah, probably was, but the dip, uh, could have been. It's looking bad, Tina. It's really looking bad. But, you know, for that very reason, that's why I didn't really want to hammer on that too much. Because, you know, Pierre, what you were saying, you wanted to say something? Oh, okay. I thought. thought No, I I just uh, I'll just finish up by saying, you know, you know, this. It, you know, there, there's clearly a problem at the border. There's clearly a problem at the border. The Biden administration. It's not just the border. It's Palestine. It's uh, Joe taking care of the Ukrainians, the Palestinians. But Pierre, how many times do we have to go? I mean, how many times do we have to say it? The what more can he do to help the, the, the Ukrainians when the the Speaker of the House won't even put the aid bill out there on the floor for a vote because Trump doesn't want it to happen? What more can he do? The president can reach out to start negotiations. He's okay. How, okay. In that war, that war is lost. The Ukrainians are not going to win it. I, we could give them more money tomorrow. That war is lost. Well, and, I and think not. Unless you want your sons and daughters on the battlefield in Europe, and Putin's not going into Poland or anything like that. But if you, if so what? What do you? What's the around, solution? What's the solution? Don't don't give them any more aid and let them just continue to take territories by force until they get everything they want territories he's only taken uh, oh come on pierre now you know only taken come on do you really believe he's gonna stop yes 
He's not. He's not moving on Poland. That's just a bunch of propaganda. Oh my goodness! I did. <laughs> I could not. I mean, really. Oh my goodness! Propaganda. Pierre. Prop that oh, propaganda. What what reason does he have to stop if he can't if he gets Ukraine? What reason does he wants to rest? What reason does he have to stop? Because Vladimir Putin does not want to take back all of uh, Europe, and he is not an expansionist like that. That is just and and your your proof of that is what? The proof of it is he's not done it yet. And he's not, oh. they don't have the manpower to do it. Oh, 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 oh. They no, don't no, no, have no. the manpower to go. AJ, you're, you're, a, uh, you're retired military. I, no, from I everything I've read. No, uh, it, 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 you know what? I, you know, it, it, Putin is a type to me. Give him an inch and he'll take a mile. I don't care if he doesn't have the resources to do it. That's what could be. Why Why is the world standing behind Ukraine and trying to find ways? Because they all know what's next if Ukraine falls under Putin. They all know. Tina, you're buying into the rhetoric, but I tell you what, have somebody. I'm buying into the rhetoric? Okay. No, have somebody from IUPUI who does political studies or whatever, studies this stuff, or Pierre Atlas or, um, or, or, or somebody, have him on your show and ask him if Putin has expansionist, uh, you know, uh, designs mm-hmm. on Europe. It is not true, and we're being fed this uh, garbage. Matter of fact, I You might be being fed that by Putin's bots, <laughs> you know? Have- you, you might be being fed that disinformation because they are wonderful at disinformation. So perhaps you've gotten a hold of some disinformation. I have no reason to believe that that once Ukraine falls, he's going to go back Tina, home, put his feet up and say, Tina, I'm done. Tina, Tina, have Congressman Carson on and ask him that very question. What does he think uh, Putin's going to do? Or if, we, if, the, if the Ukrainians lose, does he think that uh, uh, Russia is going to go into Poland? and all of these other countries. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Putin wants any more war than he just wants. There was a lot of promises made to Russia. Mm -hmm. It's too long of a conversation. Yeah, it is too long of a conversation. We have to to stop buying in to this uh, uh, CIA-driven propaganda being fed to the American public. And and President Biden, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Mm -hmm. unless... You guys want your sons and daughters fighting on the uh, uh, battlefields of Europe. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is look for uh, a negotiated settlement and solution because, uh, you know, we're, we're going down the wrong path. And, mm-hmm. and Biden needs to do a hard pivot. He needs to, he needs to negotiate the way out of this thing. And mm-hmm. thank you for taking my call. Okay. Thank you, uh, Pierre. Uh, 317 972 3008. 317 972 3008. That was a lot. That was, I couldn't disagree with more. I can't tell you which point I, you know, I don't even know where to start with that disagreement. Anyway, Mr. Russell, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Tina. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, um, I guess. Shortly after you, you started the program and, and uh, we were talking about uh, Mr. Trump, you know, uh, we also mentioned that he was a fan of uh, Adolf Hitler 
you know, his favorite book was Mein Kampf and, mm-hmm. and uh, also P.T. Barnum. So, you know, if you look at since that time, he's kind of used both of those to great advantage as far as he's concerned, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, But uh, I, I think this is why history is so important is because mm-hmm. uh, if you look at what happened uh, with Hitler and, and England, for instance, uh, Neville Chamberlain, you know, supposedly um, signed a peace treaty with Hitler, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be peace in our time or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you see what happened after that. <laughs> you know, they said he was going to stop. Hitler was going to stop at a certain point, and he just kept going and kept. Yeah, going. I th- I don't believe that for one instant. I mean, it was it's, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead. And, and it is ridiculous, and you you know, when it's like it's like a bully. You know, it, it, you know, everybody has probably had a bully in their life at some point. You know, well, if you st- if you keep trying to to appease them or whatever, or, or play, or, or you know, take what they're they're trying to do. They'll just keep doing it and get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta stand up to a bully. They, that's the only way to stop it. And uh, this is just common sense, I guess. Uh, uh, you know, and, and it happens not only on the world scale, but even on the school playground. It does. Know, so it I, does. It's just it's <laughs> it's human nature. Well, yeah, uh, the yeah, nature of a bully. It's the nature of a dictator. It is the Ab- nature. Absolutely. absolutely. There is Absolutely. nothing, if you look at Putin's history, there is nothing in his history that would even remotely suggest that he is just going to take Ukraine. Well, taking going into Ukraine in the first place made no sense. It That's made no it, sense. So it, why? It made a lot of sense. Uh-huh. It made a lot of sense for him. For him, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Absolutely. He's a Soviet nationalist. So he he wants to re reconjoin the Soviet Union. So I, I didn't understand that. Ukraine is the first step of the peace. Yes. Once they cut off that port, then it gets very ugly mm-hmm. for the rest of the Baltic countries. I don't know. I, I he kept going to Poland, and I'm I'm not sure why he kept alluding to Poland because that's not where they would go next. And Putin has said that in multiple mm-hmm. interviews that he would like to reconjoin the the Soviet Union mm-hmm. and get everybody back underneath Russian control. So I I don't know where that one's coming from. But, but also, you know, the thing implications the thing, for bring, China too, Taiwan. Yeah, bring yeah, bring it to the present day. You got to mm-hmm. look at at other bullies around the world. What you know, how they mm-hmm. would look, how they would look at it, and you also have to look at how uh, these people in the United States uh, are trying to uh, sabotage what the United States is doing with Ukraine right now. You know, it's like. Uh, uh, when you when you look at the big picture, I guess uh, it's easy for for people of, of goodwill to see. Mm-hmm. But it's also you have to look at the fact that um, people that are looking out for their own interests above mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. You know, you see what they're trying to do, and uh, it's just a shame. You know, I remember. And you've probably seen it on on television too. You know some mm. some of the people that in Ukraine that that have died and how they were burying them. And I happen to see this one. Absolutely, uh, it was a, it was a young girl with uh, patent leather shoes and white socks. You know, I remember that. Mm. that you know, mm. they put her into a common grave. And when people really stop and look at the humanity of it, 
rather than the politics of it, mm-hmm. I think they might change their mind to a certain extent. But these people that are are, are blocking uh, aid to Ukraine are delaying, you know, just as delayed is just de- denied. Mm-hmm. You know, they're talking about delaying aid. Uh, 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 Johnson, who is the um, majority speaker, uh, House speaker, speaker of the House, yeah. Yeah, he's talking long. about, you know, mm-hmm. we, we don't have to rush. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, it's absolutely ridiculous, and people better wake up mm-hmm. and stop listening to these liars. You know, if you're a liar, a good liar can, can make everything look good in his own eyes, mm-hmm. you know, but, it, but don't believe a liar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's all I wanted to say. Oh, yeah, you and you said it uh, quite well, quite well. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, you know, I, you, that that's okay that we Pierre and I disagree, but um, I, I, I couldn't disagree more about. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't disagree more about that. And I really don't think that the Democrats are in that deep of trouble. If, if, if I were going to say somebody's in trouble, um, you know, just from a voter set, come on, how much more trouble can you be in <laughs> than Donald Trump and the Republicans right now? I just don't see how you can even say that the Democrats are in big trouble when, my goodness, everything that, but, you know, you can say it, I guess. You can yeah. say it, but it yeah. doesn't, doesn't make it so. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it so. Uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break and we come back. Um, wanted to share a couple of updates with you from over the weekend. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And welcome back to Community Connection. 317-972-3008. Uh, wow. Uh, one of the things, uh, you know, we, we've talked uh, first, uh, and, and the lines are still open, and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, but in, in the interim... I uh, wanted to share with you a couple of things that happened here uh, in Indianapolis and a, a story we've been following, a development we've been following, um, is uh, has been with the, 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 the badges, uh, AJ, the, yeah. uh, the IMPD, uh, the beautiful, they're just gorgeous. I, you, you should, if you have access to social media or what have you, you should look them up online. They're just really neatly done. Uh, the red, uh, red, black, and green uh, Black History Month commemorative badges. Well, anyway, um, uh, this weekend, uh, the on Saturday, the Minority Police Officers Association held uh, their annual retirees breakfast. Uh, that was at the Jewish uh, Community Center. Uh, they used to call it the J, the JCC. But anyway, it was over there at the Jewish Community Center. Very well attended event. Uh, included uh, one of the highlights. I mean, there were several highlights, and we certainly don't want to overshadow uh, the uh, the recognition for the uh, the retirees uh, because they were recognized every year as they are every year. But one of the highlights was uh, a blessing uh, over uh, those red, black, and green uh, Black History Month badges uh, that you've been hearing so much about. Uh, so uh, my understanding was it was covered. You know, by the the uh, the TV news organizations and some others. Uh, uh, so here's a here's a little uh, from here's a little coverage. I think is this from WTHR? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, WTHR. Mm-hmm. Let's take a listen. 
Well, in downtown Indy today, some special recognition for current and former black IMPD officers. Dozens attended the annual Black History Month retiree breakfast. This event gives past officers a chance to reunite with those still on the force. And one retired officer says even more importantly, it makes more people aware of the contributions of black officers past and present. To also honor those, not only the, the current ones, the ones that have retired, but the ones that have died, you know, decades, sometimes even a century ago, as you witnessed today. And, you know, we had officers back in the 1800s uh, that weren't recognized at all. And some of them weren't even recognized until today. A blessing of the badges ceremony wrapped up today's event. That's meant to recognize those who risk their lives to protect others. Yeah, yeah. So a very nice event. Um, very, uh, again, as I was saying, very, and congratulations to the retirees and to the officers who are working to keep the legacy of the trailblazing African-Americans on the law enforcement force uh, alive. Um, it's a fact we were reminded of from retired IMPD officer Sharon Franklin. Um, Sharon pointed out that the history represented by the badge covers a whole lot, including uh, and probably most importantly, the fact that there was a time, as Sharon says, when African-Americans were not even allowed to be the police. They weren't even allowed to become police officers. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said. She said, hey, there, you know, this badge is is uh, representative of our, you know, our, our ten, you know, our, our survival, um, our tenacity uh, and the honor that, that we have had because there was a time when we weren't even allowed to be police officers. So um, there, there's a whole lot packed into that, that design and a whole lot packed into what uh, that means for uh, the officers, you know, current and retired. So, um, uh, so more to come about the badge, which by the way, I understand AJ, uh, from some of the other officers that uh, apparently they are still ordering them. Oh, wow. So we yeah. need more. Yeah, so the first batch came in, and, you know, Sharon came on with us and, and told us about when the first ones came in. Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently there are a whole lot more being ordered, and I understand. I, I think I saw some, some video of Chief Bailey that was there. Um, the event was well attended, but um, I understand that there's going to be uh, down the road some special event uh, that's coming up um uh, for Juneteenth that they're going to roll out these. But, the, you know, this is, this is, the badges themselves are, are black history, if, mm -hmm. if, if I may. And because this is, I believe this is the first known police department in the country, a police department in the country, uh, to come up with a commemorative badge for Black History Month. I don't think there are any others. I've definitely not heard of it. Yeah, so yeah. It's a, it's a great symbolism. It's a, it's good mm -hmm. for Black History Month. And, mm -hmm to honor those who, who were left out, who yeah. were left out, mistreated, and all they wanted to do was fulfill their dream of being law enforcement and being able to help their communities. And now in this day and age, they're able to look back and do something to honor those those guys. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. It's good to see. It yeah. is. It is really good to see. So, um, you know, again, congratulations. I appreciate, uh, you know, them talking with us and sharing, sharing this journey with us. So, um, there's that. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Uh, also, AJ, I got an interesting uh, email this morning from Indy Department of Public Works. You know, the, the, the pothole guys, the pothole folks. Yeah. Um, and it says, uh, hello, Indy DPW was looking to have a reporter photographer from your news organization join our operations team as we continue our blitz on addressing the potholes around Marion County. Uh, being able to come along with our team for a short time and fill potholes with our team 
will help show what our hardworking AFSCME, um, I think it's American Federation of something, state, uh, county, and municipal employee. I think that's it. Um, don't don't quote me on that. I'm just reading the release. Uh, teams go through daily to address the needs of residents and keep Indy's traffic moving during their shifts. It'll also provide a great opportunity to get up close with what we've been talking about as we approach nearly 100,000 potholes filled uh, this year across the city. So when we started talking about that blitz, AJ, you remember mm. it was like approaching 39,000, and now with this blitz, they're saying 100,000 filled so far? <sighs> A hundred thousand potholes is a problem in of itself. Let's we can yeah. Start there. How you go, how you even get a hundred thousand? That's that's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, it says please let us know if you're interested in doing this and your availability between February 26th and March 1st. Uh, due to staff limitations, we're uh, likely to only be able to accommodate one news crew for organization. As always, let me know if you. So that's that's basically what's being called a media op. You know which. You know, come along with us. Let us see. And I did a, a ton of them. I've done it a, a, a ton of them, uh, media ops. But uh, if they filled a hundred thousand since we first started talking about this a little bit before the start of All Star Week, um, mm-hmm. that's that's blitzing. Uh, but you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, that is uh, something. Uh, yeah. That's something. That's something. Anyway. 100,000 is a lot. 100,000. But guess what? I'll bet you there's 200,000 out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be negative, but, but yeah. if but you you make a very good point. If they filled 100,000 already, what does that say? That's what does a, that say? That's a lot of potholes. That's a lot of potholes. That's a lot of potholes. And and I know and and it's it's really good for uh, media members of the media to be on a truck and to be with the crew mm-hmm. uh, to see so that they can more up close and personally uh, uh, report on what the crews do, what they go through, what's you know what's what. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I don't know that I'll be able to do it, but uh, I appreciate the invitation <laughs> and the invitation shows me. <sighs> It's 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 good PR, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you're out there and you, you're you're seeing how they're doing it. It's it's good for that. But how effective is that going to be in g- getting to the root of this this problem? And by the way, if you have a pothole uh, that's not one of the one hundred thousand that's been filled <laughs> recently, uh, call the mayor's action center, please three one seven three two seven four six two two three one seven three two seven four six two two. Um, Marcus, go ahead. How are you? All right, how are you doing? Um, I live in Hubbard Garden Apartments where they spend like 30,000, 30 million remodeling them or whatever off of uh, the old metals or whatever. So, uh, anyway, so they, when they did the remodeling, they didn't do check, they changed the inside of the apartments, but they didn't do the entrance uh, structure of the apartments. So the plumbing. And uh, everything else is backed up really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have been at the apartment a whole month, and oh. the whole thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's been a whole month. We called the health department. Uh, we uh, spoke to other people. We don't know what to do. I mean, the, the department is not mine, but it's literally covered with raw sewage from the bathroom, the hallways, and it just fills up a little bit every day. And that's been going on for a month. And the people who live, the people who we went from, they haven't even set foot inside the apartment. The property manager hasn't. Another, and no, also, no contact, no, no nothing. 
not they like we, um, try to get it fixed. That's it. But it's it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't. I, I mean, you said you've I called the health department. We called the health department and check this out. It's been going on three years. The health department has over a hundred uh, complaints of sewage in their apartments over here, and then the people people that did clean their own pass out, they it filled right back up. So. And they can't afford it because it needs to be hazmat done. So this is really out of control. And if um, and if, anybody, if there's anything I can do or whatever, a number I can call, but they have 211, I've done everything I can do. So what I was wondering is, is I mean, I don't know what to do. Because like I said, my friend has been out of his apartment a whole month. Are they, what's the name of, what's the name of the apartment complex again? Hubbard. Hubbard Gardens. Hubbard Gardens? Yeah, 40, uh, 4100 Avondale Road, the, the old metals. It's just called Oxford, but that's where it's at. Uh-huh. They haven't done anything. I mean, nothing. They keep promising to do it, but it's been a whole month. Thursday will be a, almost a month and a week and so forth. I mean, the apartment is so messed up. I think if a news crew went through the apartment, they would be shocked that they they actually haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some people over here are still living in their property because they had nowhere else to go. <clears> Why <throat> the sewage is coming out? The sewage coming out the sinks, brown water, the whole nine. It's, it, the, and nobody is fixing anything. And the, the problem <clears> is so bad that I worry about the the kids getting uh, lead from the the water. And I mean, it's really horrible. I'm telling you, it's it's awful. It's amazing that they tried to, that they did this. They cut so many corners on these apartments that the apartments are literally falling apart in the inside. Mm-hmm. But my whole thing is the government pays about $28,000 per building uh, for people to live in, you know, the subsidy from the HUD office. I mean, the rent may be low for us, but the rest of the money that they pay is like 1200 for a one-bedroom. And so our two bedroom is, is like fourteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. or sixteen hundred. The government gives them. So mm-hmm. this is. Have you called the Fair Housing Center of 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 uh, Indiana, Fair Housing Center of Central Indiana? Uh, I haven't called them yet, but I called okay. everybody. Yes. Call them. Call them. Uh, because they they have uh, they 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 can sue. They they can do a lot of stuff. Call them. Uh, let me give you the okay. number. It's uh. Okay. Mm, tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Three one seven. Six four four zero six seven three zero six seven three. Like I said, the problem. This is unheard of. I mean, when I say no communication, mm-hmm. nah. I mean, nada. Mm. Okay, nothing. No urgency. No nothing. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's truly amazing. That that, that's that's are, just unthinkable. That's unthinkable. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, I said I, I could take people to. I mean. If I, the lady I call her, where I can, I literally can take you in the apartment. You would be. The pictures were so horrible that we took that Walgreens, CVS, all of them refused to pub, uh refused to make the pictures of it because they said it was too disturbing. Mm. Yeah, get a hold of them as soon as you can, and they, it, yeah, if they and and ask them for guidance too as to who else you can call because it sounds like yeah, you've called all the right, but they may know someone in addition, but they're pretty yeah, good. And, and like I said, the health department is out here every day, and it's over, it's over a hundred unions 
units that are having these problems. Okay, great. You know, I'm blessed mm-hmm. that my apartment's okay, but mm-hmm. it, I'm talking about, and see, they're scared of to report stuff because they think they'll get put out or, you know, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it was a second chance program for a lot of people. Over yeah, here. yeah. So, but that doesn't mean that they should be taken advantage of like that. That's that's a that's a public health hazard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's no reason for that, none whatsoever. Yeah, but it's, it's going on. Like I said, most of the people, a lot of them convicted felons and all that, if they set the chance, they don't want to complain or make no noise because they're scared. Yeah. You know. So, and that's probably what the uh, the owners are banking on, which is so wrong. Right. Mm, that's not and their right. contracts have been sold three times in one year. Oh. Yes. So they're so these people get it, they pass mm. it over to another one, another one. Mm. So it's just something ain't right about this whole public gardens at all and like i said everything inside the apartments is low end this apartment i mean mm-hmm. i'm not talking i'm talking about basics okay when it comes to refrigerator stove finishes all mm-hmm. that it's the lowest but yet though they're getting paid the regular amount of money but like it's high end you know what i'm saying but actually this apartment ain't worth over well, i say 600 a month maybe mm-hmm. i mean you see what i'm saying it's a money game with the government and the hood so that, that's a nightmare and a health hazard. That's not that should never be. Um, yeah. And so hopefully, hopefully we can get some. You can get somebody in there. Yeah, I'll call uh, them. Thank you so okay. much. Okay, alrighty, thank you. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Malcolm, go ahead. How are you? Hi, Tina. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Listen, I was just calling concerning the potholes uh, in my neighborhood. Uh, mm-hmm. I spoke with you last year concerning the same area, which is off of 71st and uh, Michigan Road. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, they did, uh, don't get me wrong, they did fill the potholes somewhat. But mm-hmm. every year we have the same problem. They're just going over it, over it every year. You know, yeah. now it got to the point where they didn't fill it so many times that it's like rocks. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's um, they actually need to just to re- I don't understand why they just don't repave the road uh, because a lot of the the road is so rocky and 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 this portion that mm-hmm. you would have to drive down the center line basically yeah. in order to get a smooth ride, and that's starting from right off of Michigan Road going west. Oh, excuse me, going east mm-hmm. all the way to you get to uh, Hardcore, I would say, or maybe even Ditch Road. Yeah, you know, and it's just that rough going down through there, and and so you keep you keep reporting the same pothole, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, but it's I mean they fill them. Don't get me wrong, they fill them, mm-hmm. but it's it, it, with that being said, it's still not taking care of the the the. Uh, 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 ride that you would have going through there because people that live in that area they know now that they just go in the middle of the road. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. actually absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just I take that that stretch of road when I take my daughter to school or pick her up. And yeah, it, it it's it's like playing Mario Kart. And they do they do fill those potholes often, but they break yeah. up so oh, it, so. It, it seems like it's within a week you know, or two, doesn't yeah, it, AJ? Yeah, yeah. They, it's well, never. What I have it's a never problem good. with is that you know that you know they give the now I, I've seen uh, black-owned companies that fill these holes, you know, and I believe in in my mind that you know they're just giving these particular small uh, companies this to do in the in the neighborhood or in the hoods 
so that we may not complain. But, you know, if, if this same incident or this same problem existed, let's say in Carmel, or let's say uh, further out in you know, Fisher, you know, they would repay that. Yeah. They would repay that. Yeah. And there wouldn't be no problem with repaving it. But, you know, I, I guess, you know, they, well, these, these folks here, they will just band-aid stuff for them, yeah. you know, and, and, and that'll satisfy their them, you know. Mm. Uh, I don't get it. I don't mm. understand why, you know. And then you, you, we call the city county council. Oh my goodness, that's a joke. You know. Uh, well, keep calling. Keep calling your counselor and keep. Who, who's your counselor? Who's your council representative? Uh, who, let, let me ask you something, uh, Tina. What What was that mayor's action number you mentioned earlier? Uh, okay, let me give it to you. But also, I want you to to find and start getting in touch with your city county counselor and tell mm. that person. Uh, the same thing you just shared here. Uh, the Mayor's Action Center is 317-327-4622. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 317-327-4622. Yeah, and who, who's your city county council person? Oh, shoot. Uh, oh, what's your name? Uh, I, I, can't, I can't think of the Do you know what your council now, district but... is? Pardon me. You know what your district is. You know what district um, you're in. I'm in. I'm in Washington Township District. Um, okay. Yeah. Washington yes. Township. And you're tell. Okay, so the area you're talking about is seventy first and what Michigan Road. Michigan Road. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to figure out who the council person might be there. Oh, um, I can't think of that name right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, because uh, one of my one of my uh, neighbors, well, uh, we were sitting. Well, a couple of our neighbors actually, we were talking about it, and uh, they said that they was going. They went over to the councilman's office, and they weren't able to uh, speak with no one in there because he wasn't or she wasn't present. And so we decided, you know, well, what are we going to do about this? You know, because it's just, it, we, this happened to be about two weeks ago. And we're trying to get something done, uh, Tina, you know, because mm. if we don't get it done, nobody else is going to care about that. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, you got to, um, let me see. It looks like it's going seventy yeah. first uh, from Michigan into on the West Lane Road. It's it's crossing from District Six into District One and then into District Two, the area you're talking mm -hmm. about. So it's yeah, it, it, it's so confusing yeah. in that area. See, I'm I'm a really I, I, you can start with the Carlos Perkins is the counselor for District Six. Perkins, Carlos Perkins. Yeah, is that who it is? Carlos, that's it. Carlos okay, let me give you his number. 317. Hold on, hold on. 317-717-797-5170. 5170. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd start with him, and if he's not the right one, he'll certainly tell you who is. So start with him. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. All uh, right. Tina. Thanks Th a lot. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, thank uh, Malcolm. I'm sorry. Uh, D wants to respond to Marcus. Okay, go ahead. How are you, D? Hello. Uh, first, I want to talk about the, the potholes. If they have filled a hundred thousand potholes 
already in a short length of time, then obviously what they're filling it with is uh, not the best material. And two, with all the potholes I experienced this weekend, they've got to have another 100,000 to go out. Coming off of 65 on West 38th Street, my mom was telling me you cannot got to drive in this lane until you get up the light to make uh, go northbound on Lafayette Road. But more importantly, what I called about was uh, the caller that called in about the apartments. That was a, a lot to digest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the caller mentioned it in the best line of it. There are four individuals Okay, we, we, we're losing you. No, I'm saying there are, you know, he mentioned the television stations. Uh-huh. In terms of contacting them, they might be a good line of defense in terms of, uh, you know, putting it out there. It's, it's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forgot to, to let him know about his city county counselor as well, because no Absolutely. counselor, no counselor is going to want any constituent in their in their district living in, their district. Living in yeah. conditions like that. So um, mm-hmm. if you are still listening, uh, Marcus, uh, your city county counselor, I don't know um, who that would be. Let me look and see uh, who that is. But. Um, you know, try to find out who your counselor is and lay it on them. Let them know. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a third world country. It does. It doesn't even. It, it's it just makes no sense. Just, yeah. All right, thank you. All righty, thank you. Do you appreciate it? Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Brother man, how are you? Hey, how you doing, Tina? I hope you're having a great day. I am. I hope you're having a great one too. Yeah, after almost 82 years, uh, these people, I wanted to talk about voting. These people don't know about voting because their parents didn't tell them about voting. And if they don't know what they're doing, they'll let anybody in there. First person say they're going to help them, that's the one they vote for. And the, the one that they vote for, if it's on the Republican Party, they're going to get duped. They're not going to get nothing. And all the rich people, billionaires and trillionaires, mm-hmm. going to get everything. Let's get richer. Right? Mm-hmm. He's he going to fix it where the next generation of people that's under the income of $50,000 won't have nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean nothing. They're going to have to go and get food stamps and uh, help for their rent and everything. Yeah. He don't fix it so the rich billionaires and trillionaires are going to take over. And I think you already know that since you're a college graduate and a mm-hmm. smart person. These people don't care nothing about us, and they mm-hmm. never have. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to pacify us. But the Democrat Party hear some about us if we stick with joe biden and take it on through you see what he's doing with helping the college students pay their debt mm-hmm. he's doing a lot of things that a lot of people wouldn't do if they was on the republican party yeah so we well got you know all- what brother man here's the other thing i get 
what, you know, people are saying, well, neither party has delivered for me or what have you. But you know what? When you when you go and, and exercise your, your civic duty to vote, which party has done more for you? Which party has had more of your interest at heart? You have to, what you know, in, in the balance and in the aggregate, overall, which party has done more for you? Yes. Uh, there are there are areas where the Democratic Party has fallen short, and yes, there are areas where the Republican Party has fallen short. But in the when you compare the two, and when you're looking at okay, these are my two choices, right? And when I'm looking at them, who has done more for me and for my community and for my children and my children's children? Who cares more about what happens to me in terms of what they are doing and not saying? then that should make it a little bit easier. I mean, you know, you'll get more choices maybe next cycle or what have you. But in this particular cycle, don't 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 sit it out. But you got to you're right, brother man. Look at who is doing more for you. That's what your uh people are doing. They're sitting it out. If they get mad, they won't vote. And that vote goes for the opposite side. When I say yeah. the opposite side, mm-hmm. that so-called I used to be uh, whatever he is, a real estate agent, now soon to be a felon. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're going to have a felon running this country. It's it's more more concerning that people don't care that somebody who has been found civilly liable for sexual assault, that they feel like this person should be the president of the United States. That's now, that's concerning. I had a parent convicted of uh, sexual assault. I be in Michigan City because I live in Indiana. Oh yeah, yeah, they Michigan City. Was... And I never would oh. get out no more. No, no, not not I, at all. I but... would live there till I die, and then they just ship my body on wherever it goes. Truly. But I'm gonna say this. Truly, we need to start talking more about what the person that's running for this presidency is going to do for us and stop worrying about the chuck holes because they're not going to fix all of them. And when they do fix them, they're going to break up next year the same thing. Yeah. That one, one guy came up there and said he could fix these streets mm-hmm. and they didn't want to deal with him because he wasn't in the clique. Yeah. The click is keeping our streets from being uh, fixed. Well, uh, yeah. I, I think we, I think we can, you know, I, I think there's enough to go around. I think we can, we, we got to get the potholes fixed. We got to vote. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff we got to take care of. Yeah. It ain't the, it ain't the mayor. It ain't the president. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, those people up in White House want to turn this country into a dictatorship. And I'm going to say this, and I'm off the air. Okay, brother man. If they do turn this country into a dictatorship, don't run out there trying to march up and down the street protesting because they're going to put you in jail like they do in Russia. You better not open your mouth and say one word against anything because there you go. Yeah, Um, and, mm -hmm. and Putin will be in the White House after Trump get elected, if he get elected. Yeah, all day. Well, he'll be running the place because Trump will hand it over to him. Yeah, Trump will hand it over yeah. to Putin. So, uh, yeah, but it's a uh, it's a frightening thought. Not left, but it's a it's a bunch of uh, black people out here going to vote for uh, Trump because he's a 
a rich real estate agent and got 91 mm. or 92 charges against him. If yeah. I had 92 charges, I'd be in prison. Yeah, yeah, and most people would. Uh, and there, he's getting a lot of deference there. But I, I think it's slowly but surely kind of closing in. But no, and I, I don't buy into this notion that there are a lot of black people that are voting for Trump. I mean, I don't think that there's anything in that statement that amounts to a significant number to, to move a needle one way or another. Uh, I, I need to look at some more figures, but from what I've seen, yeah, there, there are, but my goodness, nothing that's going to really uh, say, Hey, black folks are going to put Trump over the top. Mm-mm, not I at hope all. they don't. I hope they don't shoot yourself in the foot because that's painful. It does hurt, doesn't it, brother man? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, you too. And we'll be back. Lunch with the legislators is coming up right after this. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection. Uh, Two o'clock, going into our second hour. And as I was telling you at the top of the show, uh, every year during the Indiana General Assembly, the Indianapolis Black Chamber of Commerce holds their Lunch with the Legislators event. This year, it's coming up on Thursday, February the 29th, last day of the month. But what does it accomplish? How does it work? And who's encouraged to attend? Who should attend the most? Uh, Well, here to answer those questions and a whole lot more from the Indianapolis Black Chamber of Commerce are Anita Williams. She is the founder and past chair uh, of the board for the Indianapolis Black Indianapolis, excuse me, Indianapolis Black Chamber of Commerce. And our very good friend, uh, colleague, uh, just an all around good guy. Uh, I'm sure he is the director of public relations, but if he's not, he'll tell me what his title is with the chamber. Thomas Griffin. Thomas, how are you? Anita, how are you? Welcome both of you to the show. Glad to have you both here. Thank you. Thank you, Tina. Hey, girl. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. (laughs) How are you doing? You know, I have to laugh because, you know, usually I'm the DJ guy, so you got to be kind of up-tempo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Every now and then, I do know how to get serious. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, this is this is good. You do know how to get serious, and and you're 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 quite the organizer, quite the community uh, activist, and I and I appreciate that. I appreciate you bringing us this uh, and letting us know about it. So, so first and foremost, tell us uh, for those who may not be aware, tell us more about the Indianapolis Black Chamber of Commerce. Anita, sure. Thank you. Um, it is the. Indy Black Chamber of Commerce, and we've been around since 2015. And the reason we started it was because there was not a Black Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. Indy, I'm sorry. Chamber. You know what? Let me let me let me correct myself. It is the Indy. I said Indianapolis. It is the Indy. Thank you for that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like any other Chamber of Commerce, our purpose is economic development and economic exchange. Mm -hmm. So that's for any chamber of commerce. We just focus on the needs and the resources necessary for small black business. We welcome everyone to come to our chamber, any type of needs that you have as far as being an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. education, financing, we invite everyone. Mm -hmm. So we've been around since 2015. We've seen the needs because I, um, 
I'm also part of a security company, so I have a small business myself, mm-hmm. and I see what the needs are for small businesses, and we just try to make sure we fill those needs through education, mm-hmm. through connecting people um, with the right financial institutions. Every financial institution that says they want to help minority business is not necessarily there to help them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we try to educate the financial institution as well as the entrepreneurs because sometimes financial institutions just see us as a risk. And so our job is to let them know we're not just a risk. You know, we can be an asset as well. You'll have our money, and as we grow, we put more money into your bank. So you have to understand who we are and what we bring to the table. And I was just about to ask, so what prompted the need for the Indy Black Chamber of Commerce as opposed to just the Indy Chamber of Commerce? And I think you you kind of hit on some of those areas. But, uh, you know, let, let's let's go a little further into that. The the need, the, the clearly expressed need for a black chamber of commerce here in Indy. Well, think about this. If you remember... Bill Crawford, who used to be involved at the Black Chamber years ago, for those of you who don't know who Bill Crawford is, he was mm-hmm. a, a, a politician here in the city of Indianapolis. Uh, but Bill used to have a saying that says, if you're not sitting at the table, you're on the menu. Mm-hmm. And so, so many times when construction jobs, security jobs in this particular case, or any type of job that happens in the city of Indianapolis, of Indianapolis is available, a lot of times black businesses are not even at the table to be able to get an opportunity or a bid or anything. Mm-hmm. So by having a black chamber, that helps us have a collective presence because, as we all know, there's strength in numbers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, and, okay, go ahead, go ahead, Anita. That, mm-hmm. In addition to that, Tina, um, we were also the first organization to start training programs. Uh, it's important, as as um, Thomas has stated, it's important to get there to the contract. But there is some back office work that we always needed. We needed to understand um, why we created our businesses as an LLC or a sole proprietorship. Mm-hmm. Not because your friend said so. You need to understand the ramifications behind it. Mm-hmm. Do you have an accountant or an access to an accountant, an attorney? Um, do you have a business plan? You know, as black people, we hate that sitting down, trying to map out a process and a plan. We hate that. But that is so important. And the other thing Bill Crawford used to say, if it ain't written, it ain't real. So if you have an idea (laughs) in your head, that's wonderful. But nobody can follow the ideas in your head. You have to sit down and write them out. And then people can follow them or at least show you where the holes are in this plan that you have mapped out. Why so is it that we're so resistant to that? Why? What, because that, that is a step, and it is tedious and sometimes even painstaking. But mm-hmm. the, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is about our culture that uh, we are resistant to that. But one thing the Black Chamber has done, we've hired a um, – We have hired coaches and consultants Mm -hmm. in a lot of these areas. So Mm -hmm. when they get ready to do their business plan, I have a business plan coach that will sit down with them Mm -hmm. and help them understand what this executive summary is. Mm -hmm. The more important piece is what is the product 
uh, or, or the service that you mm-hmm. are going to provide? Mm-hmm. What is the pricing around it? Where do you make money? Mm-hmm. If you sell balloons, what is the cost of each and every balloon? Mm-hmm. If you're using uh, air, are you using helium? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be able to to price out every single thing that you have. And sometimes people don't want to do that mm-hmm. because it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And, but if you have a coach, if you have someone wa- stepping through it with you, that just makes it a lot simpler. I wonder if it might not be a bad idea as well to make uh, our business owners or future business owners aware that this there is a definite need for this and then to have them bring somebody on board that takes care of that need if that is not their uh, you know, if that's not their thing, not their area, because, uh, you know, the, it just uh, there's so many things. I mean, my, my son was going to start. I couldn't get it. I just stopped talking to him because he was talking about starting a business. I said, OK, well, you're you, you going to go on and get a business plan and, and get it all mapped. Out. I am full with all that. I'm like, OK, well, we'll talk later uh, so, because he just simply did not. And, and of course, he, he know he knew more more than I. And I said, I don't know that much about business, but I do know you got to kind of get a little bit of a you know map it out and that but that's um that's a message that maybe we probably can do a little bit better with our you know especially our young in the moment i think tina is kind of twofold Uh the history of the black community and this is just my opinion Uh not been as very trusting of our white counterparts that's true that's true they have always had that access. And then the second thing is, and this is one of those things that, you know, we, we try not to always talk about race, but everything is about race. And that is, if I have a history of having a business and I can take this business mindset and pass it on mm-hmm. from generation to generation to generation, the average white business might have a leg up to be able to establish a business because they know that's what it takes to get started. What is our example, black community, of knowing what we need to start or establish our business? And mm-hmm. so if you're a newbie, you've mm-hmm. never done this before, you don't know where to go or how to start, but that's what the black chamber is there for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and just getting, you know, getting folks to buy into the, the idea that you can really, really, um, and I underscore really, help yourself along by, by associating and getting involved with such an organization because that's going to make it that much easier for you. But, um, you know, so so then here's our dilemma. Uh So if I have the knowledge and I have the platform and I can help you grow your business, but then there's some political guy that might pass legislation that's going to block me from getting my percentage or my slice Mm -hmm. of the whatever, then we're back at square one. So what the chamber does annually, and Anita can correct me on how many years we've been doing this, what the chamber Mm -hmm. does annually is try to interface with some of our politicians on both sides of the aisle Mm -hmm. to make sure, hey, guys, we're here, and we just want a slice of the pie. We want a a seat at the table. Wow, what a wonderful segue, Thomas. What a wonderful segue. (laughs) (laughs) You did that brilliantly. But but it is true, and, and that's what I was about to ask. So how... Um, how how is this lunch with the legislators set up to work on behalf of uh, minority black and minority businesses? Well, Tina, it's set up like a networking event. It's not a sit down lunch. There will be um, the atmosphere is that we sit and we hear from the politicians, from the House of Representatives, 
whoever is available to come to talk to us. We don't have a listing of everyone that will speak with us on that day because session is still going on and they are still actively attending other meetings. Mm -hmm. And we know Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. go when session is active because as they tell us some of the bills that they're working on, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then we are 501c3. So we cannot lobby, but our members can hear what's going on and see where they can become Mm -hmm. more active. Mm -hmm. They can hear some of the legislation before it is voted on. And this is the important part. We always react. If we do this lunch with the legislators correctly, we're able to hear the bills that are being proposed. Mm -hmm. And if we are against them, we have an opportunity to go to a hearing to say what we don't like. If we like them, we have an opportunity to go and say what we do like about it. But if we wait till it's over, Mm-hmm. then it's already voted and it's in process instead of getting in front of everything, trying to understand what's going on, what we need to be a part of, what's going to affect us as individuals and as business owners. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is the, what, ninth? Is that right? Ninth this annual? This is our, I believe this is our sixth year. Sixth year. We were, okay. Sixth year. We were one of the first organizations to decide to mm-hmm. go and just, bring African-Americans into the state yeah. house. Yeah, well, the reason I ask is that as a result of, you know, six years or however long you've been doing this, what has what have you seen that has come about as a result of uh, these, these lunches? We have seen more and more interaction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with um, people on the Republican side. Okay. A lot of our people are Democrats. That's almost a, a natural thing to become Democrats. <laughs> what Thomas say? Let's just keep it real. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. So, uh-huh. so we're able to hear from the Republican Party uh-huh. and see what it is they're working on and why. Why did you decide to pass this bill? We can ask the questions. We can pull them aside after they speak and understand what it is they want to do. They are interested in getting the African-American vote, but they can't do that till they get to the people. And so this is an opportunity for them to get in front of a large group of people. I think last year we had about 450 people in attendance. Our largest number was, of course, before COVID, where we had over 500 people just coming, networking, asking questions. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And so um, it, it gives the politician an opportunity to meet a black group that they never would have seen before. So how many uh, how many politicians do you have there or can if someone wants to go or plans to attend, how many can they expect uh, to be there to meet with them? It's going to vary from time to time. And, and mm-hmm. here's something that I always say. When we do this event, mm-hmm. it's putting a face with the name. Okay. So you might hear some of these politicians names on the news or whatever, see it on written out, written out somewhere. But what do they look like? How can you connect with them? And you stop and think, though the chamber's only been around nine years, the new chamber since 2015, mm-hmm. the, the, the lunch with the legislators is only six years old. Six years old. Okay. And so what happens is, is that we're anticipating that as these guys and girls, ladies and men, walk through the rotunda, that we can pull them aside. So we really never have a lockdown number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All we want to do is say, okay, this is a guy from Lake County, and what he decides on might affect somebody in Indianapolis or Marion County or another county, Shelby County, wherever. 
Let's hear what he has to say and what his legislation or his mm-hmm. thoughts are mm-hmm. that are going to directly or indirectly affect our community. 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. We are talking about the upcoming Lunch with the Legislators hosted uh, by the Indy Black Chamber of Commerce, Inc. Um, our guest, uh, Anita Williams and Thomas Griffin, uh, for uh, from uh, and for, absolutely for, from uh, and for uh, the Indy Black Chamber of uh, and they're here with us to talk about the the event, the chamber, and uh, and you know a whole lot of others. So, uh, William, you have a a question for uh, our panel here. Go ahead. Uh, how are you doing, Miss Tino? I'm doing yeah. well. How are you, sir? I'm doing just great. Thank you for the grace of God. Yes. I, the question that I have is concerning the uh, trust and will and trust. Uh, what are the pitfalls? That you would uh, that you would encounter by get, placing your home or your uh, finances in a will and trust. Um, is this pertaining to what we're talking about right now, or is this something completely different? Uh, I I, called, I came in late. Uh, oh, okay, okay. And, uh, and I'm uh, not sure whether this pertains or not, you know. Uh, it doesn't, but I tell you what, um, if you want to call back, we can get, you know, we can get to that, and, and I can probably put you in, in touch with some folks. But, yeah, we were talking right now about the uh, Indy Chamber, Indy Black Chamber of Commerce, and uh, the upcoming lunch with the lawmakers, with legislators down at the State House. Oh, okay. Thank you, Ms. Sam. All righty. Thank you. And we'll get back to that, William. Um, apologize for that. Um, but, um, so... I guess I was asking um, that it's been obviously you you've this is the sixth year that you're having it so you've obviously had good results uh, yeah good good results yeah well one of the things and and I'm gonna tell you I have to give you a secret I don't remember the the website off the top of my head uh, Anita will let us know but you can go to the Black Chamber's website. And you can see a video of some of the politicians we had last year. Mm-hmm. And like Anita said, prior to uh, COVID, you know, we were growing and, and that event was, was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so we're just on the comeback, if you want to use that mm-hmm. as a term. Mm-hmm. But you can see that we try our best to get as many politicians to get on our stage and make a presentation what they're about and how they can interface with our community to help us. Because let's be honest, I used to be the president of the Indianapolis chapter of Indiana Black Expo. And one of the reasons why I got involved with that is I recognize black businesses that we had in the 70s here in Indianapolis don't even exist anymore. And there's a list of them that we don't have anymore. And so how do we grow that base back so we as a community can support each other? Yeah, is there so when when these these lunches and when these these meetings take place, there's no one particular agenda, is there? Is that correct? Is it's just in general, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Uh, Indie Black Chamber of Commerce and lunch with the legislators um, coming up uh, Thursday, February twenty ninth, down at the State House, two hundred West Washington Street, eleven a.m. until one p.m. 
Um, so is there a paper or uh, a statement, anything that, that, that you collect on paper that, that you pull? I know the video is good. The video is good of, of the, uh, the interaction. But is there anything that you collect to, to, to put down on paper uh, after each of these, these gatherings? Surveys. Okay, okay. <laughs> we have done several surveys to understand what it is people want to see. Um, most of them just want more time with their representatives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they do enjoy the format. The representatives, as I said before, are, are just talking about the legislation mm -hmm. that they're working on. Mm -hmm. And we learned so much. Um, a representative from the Black Caucus told us last year about uh, some of the food issues, some of the uh, pesticides used in our foods that make our children angry or do, do other harmful things to our children that we didn't even know about. Mm. So um, just getting information, mm -hmm. and the chamber is there still as a resource to encourage people to um, start your business, um, move them forward in their business, or whatever it is their needs are, we can be a resource to point them in the right direction. Sometimes as African Americans, when we have questions, we have to know that there are no uh, stupid questions. And when we're around people that look like us, it's easier to ask questions, to not feel like I'm the only one that doesn't mm. know this. Yeah. Right. Understanding how the state house operates, what it looks like, Quite often, we don't go to our state house. We don't well, even go. Well, here, we, we don't think we belong. No, we don't. And and here's another question. And I, and I think it's it probably is is a good uh, uh, byproduct, I guess, or whatever, a good um, uh, unintended consequence. But a lot of a lot of folks in business, they don't know who they're. Not only in business, just in general everyday life, they do not know who their city county council representatives are, and they do not know who represents them at the state level. They do not know who represents them at the government, U.S. the the federal level. That's, you know, one why, of the, you know, huh? that's why I said this gives you an opportunity mm -hmm. to put a face with the name. That's one. And then two, in our community particularly, mm -hmm. that we wait every four years to vote for a president, mm -hmm. but we don't ever think about these lower-level politicians, if that's a nice way to say that, are the ones that affect our lives day to day. Yeah. 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 One of, one of the uh, people from the Black Caucus said that they're going to get paid no matter what. They're going to get paid. Our tax money pays them. It is like having an employee, sending them to work, paying them, and yet having no idea what they're doing at work every day. But we continue to pay them, and we don't know what they do. Or what's worse, not putting them to work to earn We're that money. Correct. Yeah, putting them to work to earn that money because that's why we pay them. That's why, you know, if it's exactly. money comes out of your taxes and this is tax time, and even if you have to pay back and pay more, you're paying them. Right. So you're not gonna you're not gonna let them know what's on your mind or what's bothering you or what could you know? And you know it's so funny you say that. And back when I worked at the station, uh, back mm -hmm. in the day, we used to do the talk show with Willie Frank Middlebrook. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He had a segment where we would have the the mayor come in once a month. Uh huh. Back in those days, and that's one of those situations that at least you know the mayor has the power to affect certain things. Right. But he cannot affect everything. No. And so how do you know which politician affects what until you find out or do the research 
or you come to lunch with the legislators to find out what well, this person <laughs> is in my district or my area or my zip code yeah. or uh, my county, and I can talk to this person yeah. about an issue that's yeah. directly affecting me every day. So who are you and Anita most directly talking to? Uh, is it primarily business owners or is it is it broader than that as far as coming to the lunch? We we attract business owners because uh-huh. that's what the Black Chamber does. Right. We're asking everyone to come. We're not limiting this to business owners. There will be a lot of people who don't have businesses who will attend this luncheon. Right. Uh, and so we, provide, just, we provide the lunch. And I was going to say, if you're just a concerned citizen, to just have the time to understand how this whole political thing works. We're not going to give you a political uh, uh, course, but you can kind of see some of the nuts and bolts and the movers and shakers that that make things happen. So you can come, listen to some politicians. We're going to feed you a little snack, a little lunch. It's not going to be a a five-star meal unless uh, we can get some money and buy you steak and potatoes or something, but that's not what we're going to (laughs) do. You don't want something that heavy at lunch, you know. You don't want anything that heavy at lunch. But, uh, yeah, and so Thomas um, and and Anita, this is – so how – okay, I got 511 questions, as my grandmother used to say. Tina, you're asking 511 questions. First of all, uh, we've talked about it. We know where it's going to be. How can people uh, attend and get involved, and what's the deadline to register? Um, We'll be accepting people on up to the day, um, on up to the moment. We just want people to come. And so we don't have any limit. We are excited about the participation. As Thomas said, once you get to meet these people that represent you and let them see your face, you get to put a face face with the name. That is so important Mm -hmm. because they are making laws around us. And we're sitting back saying, well, I don't care. It doesn't affect me. It always affects you. Mm -hmm. This is a way to be proactive instead of reacting to anything. Let's Mm -hmm. come. Let's hear what's going on. And let's be a positive force in the way it happened. And Uh, I understand lunch is on on the chamber, right? The Black uh, Chamber, Indy Black Chamber of Commerce. Lunch is on the Black Chamber. That is correct. We We will provide box lunches for most everyone in attendance. So that's why we do ask that they RSVP so we have enough. But whether we have enough or not, we want people to attend. Yeah, the indeed. Food, the food is uh, the least part of this. The most important part is that you come and meet your legislators. Absolutely. And Listen, I'm involved, and I even got a question for us because <laughs> I usually am on the front side, and some of the things that go on the back on the uh, uh. I'm not aware of. Now, I know in the past, we would have people go to our website and register, mm-hmm. so therefore we'd have a general count on how many lunches to provide. I'm not sure how we're doing it this year, Anita, and maybe you can expound on that. Do they have to go to our website and register this year, or are we just asking everybody to uh, show up and show out? They can uh, go to our website, which is indybcc.org. That's Indy. B is in boy, C is in cat, C is in cat again, dot org, ndbcc.org. Or you can give us a call, and our phone number is 833-439-4222. So we do have a, a registration platform that they can sign up so that we can get a good count before Thursday. Is there a limit as to how many you can accommodate? 
We, we've never, as they say, we've never had a sellout, so I don't know. Uh, but we'll take the sellout. If, if we would be joyful if we run out of food and run out of spaces because yes, this is important information. So I, I can't tell you that we have a limit. I just know that the state house is a pretty big building. So we'll scram, yeah. cram them in there if we have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, 317-972-3008. Uh, Joseph, go ahead. How are you? You have a question regarding the luncheon? Uh, yes. Uh, I just wanted to know how many times a year do they have this meeting with the legislators? And is there any, do you have any other certain days and times that they have it besides this, this is Thursday? I mean, and can they have it at different locations where people can make it at this Thursday? Can they make it other days or whatever? And like I said, how often do y'all have? The lunch with the legislators is once a year. It's a one-time annual event. We pick a day when they are still in session. That means they're still meeting around the bills that are going on. So, no, it's it's an annual event. Session will end the end of March. So we just try to get in there midway to make sure that uh, we hear everything that's going on. Coupled with oh. the fact that we have to be realistic, though we're getting shortchanged, but February is Black History Month. And so that gives us an opportunity to interface with some of these politicians while their mindset is still wrapped around the month of February. Yeah, okay, I understand that. But uh, but why is it just, I mean, just one time a year? I mean, they can't meet with us other times of the year, just this one, why are they making it so limited just to one time a year? And again, if you remember, she said that while all of the politicians are in the state house during this period of time, we try to make sure that we're there when they're when they are there, because to to come to the state house and have an event where none of the politicians are there is counterproductive. If you follow what I'm saying, and so like yeah. any other thing, there's a lot of things that are just annual events, and like Black Expo Summer Celebration annual event, Circle City Classic annual event. So we want to create an annual event that people look forward to, to come to and support the chamber and interact with our politicians. Now. The Black Legislative Caucus still does things around the state, and they do things on their own, but this is the one event that we do on our own to interface with politicians. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I still understand that, but it seems like, you know, like I said, I understand that, but it seems like, you know, seriously, I mean, just one time a year, do we be able to, like I said, like I said just meet the legislature just making these laws around Indiana, you know, it seems like, you know, it's kind of hard to really meet them face-to-face. -face. You know, you don't understand what I'm saying. Well, the you know, one of the things, if I may uh, jump in here, too, is that there's only one time a year that you will ever get to see the lawmakers making laws and at work in their element there at the state house, as opposed to just meeting with them uh, and talking to them about, you know, issues at different times throughout the year. This is where you can see them in their element. And there is only one opportunity per year. Sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's shorter, because sometimes they have a long session, uh, which is generally the budgetary year, and sometimes they have a short session, which is this year, uh, where, you know, things are a lot more compact. So uh, it's a fantastic opportunity uh, to not only to meet them, but to meet them in their element while they are at work. It's, it's kind of like going to, you know, what do they What do they used to have, take your child to work day? I mean, take somebody to work. Right. Uh, and, and so that is the, the, the logic and the reason, I think, behind it, uh, and, and certainly one of the other uh, benefits of it, if you will. Uh, so 
Um, yes, I'm sure there are other times throughout the course of the year that you can meet with lawmakers, but there's only one time a year that you can see lawmakers at work. Oh, yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah, I am. On both sides of the aisle. On both sides of the aisle. Absolutely, Thomas. Yeah. So, uh, Joseph, thank you. Thank you for your for your call. Uh, Thomas and, and Anita, we had a caller that wanted to know if there was a platform uh, to see proposed bills before they go to the state house. And I would suspect uh, before they go to the state house on Thursday, I'm, I'm assuming. So is there is there a place where they can go and see what's what and what's what's where and all the other stuff? Um, is the Indiana General Assembly website probably one of the better places, uh, iga.in.gov, where they can find everything? Or is there, do you know of a, a more concise location? I believe that's the best place, Tina, for them okay. to look. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, uh, caller, uh, the Indiana General Assembly, uh, which is it's the state house down there. It's a website for Indiana's General Assembly, and uh, the the address is iga.in.gov. Again, iga.in.gov, and you can uh, uh, that site has so much on there, uh, just about everything. Bills for the 2024 session. You can find who your lawmaker is, um, and you can even look at what was uh, the bill for the 2023 session. And sometimes they try to you know, change the language, slide a few things in here and there. They they do a lot. They do a lot. It's, it's kind of a shell game sometimes down there with the languages that they use and uh, all kinds of things. So it's it's great to uh, uh, to just poke around on that site anyway. So that's a good question, Colin. You know, Tina, with that having been said, and the way you just said it is one of the reasons why lunch with the legislators makes sense. Uh-huh. Because if you don't know how this quote-unquote game is played, yeah. And you don't know how politicians can do little sneaky things. Mm-hmm. Here's an opportunity for you to poke around on that website. Then when you come to lunch with the legislators and you see somebody is like, oh, that's that politician that put that through. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. ask him, not confront, I can ask him or her, well, why did you do that? Or how does that affect this? Mm-hmm. Or why? what were you thinking when you did this or that? That's the kind of stuff that mm-hmm. lunch with the legislators with the Indy Black Chamber is mm-hmm. trying to get people to understand. Yeah, and how is that in my interest? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So um, what, what, before we have to, to let you all go, this is a fantastic event, and thank you again for putting this on year in and year out for the last six years because it's just a valuable resource that, that our community has. It's absolutely free of charge. I love the word free. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, so uh, the Indy Black Chamber of Commerce has you. I mean, this is a, this is a fantastic opportunity. So uh, what else, uh, Anita and Thomas, would you like to add before we, uh, we have to let you go? I just want to say we appreciate this time, Tina. Thank you for allowing us to share this information. Again, our website is ndindybcc.org, O-R-G, and our phone number is 833-439-4222. We want everyone that can to please come out. Please come out and get to know whoever is representing you, who you are paying to represent you. So thank you again, Tina. Yeah, yeah. And And, and my closing statement is don't get mad when laws are passed and you say, oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Because until you interact with the lawmakers, there's all kinds of stuff going on in our community and in the world that you need to be aware of if you want to have a voice. And and Thomas, uh, speaking of don't give it, you fooled uh, our ace technical producer, A.J., 
because he, you know, I think he might have been thinking. He said, "Is this the same time?" AJ, say hi to Tom. <laughs> yeah, Sparkle sucks. I, <laughs> I thought it was a different Thomas Griffin. I said, this isn't the same Thomas yeah. Griffin that does. Let, let me let me make make a uh, uh, <laughs> you all aware of something else. There is a pastor here in the city of Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Named Thomas Griffin, but I'm Thomas J. Griffin, and if you're not sure, you drop your voice into your optimum pitch level and you say Sparkle Socks. That's what you say. <laughs> Sparkle Socks makes it plain and brings it home, doesn't it, Thomas? <laughs> anyway, thank you both so much. Have a great weekend and have a great event. I mean, great week and have a great event. I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Hopefully, y'all, you, you, you and as many listeners as possible will swing through and hang out with us at the State House. We'll try. We'll certainly try. <laughs> oh, no, 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 we can't. We can't. But we'll we'll try to get as many people down there. So Thursday is our St. Jude Radiothon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll send some folks down that way, though. We mm-hmm. promise. Thank you. Okay. All right. You all take care. And we'll be back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Had uh, quite a whirlwind show uh, so far, uh, AJ, uh, for a Monday. Um, Been on a lot of things, including uh, potholes. And uh, I don't know, you you brought out a really, really good point. We shouldn't have had 100,000 potholes to fill in the first place. That's quite a few. That's quite a few, yeah. And the city's uh, looking to... uh, uh, take some uh, members of the media along so that that we can see up close and personal uh, how it's done, what they're doing, and how they're doing it. So uh, I would suspect that they're also taking advantage of the warmer weather and continuing their so their quote unquote blitz uh, that started right before um, NBA All Star. So we we talked about that. And um, if you want to report a pothole, uh, by all means, please do so. Call the Mayor's Action Center three one seven three two seven four six two two. Three one seven three two seven four six two two. But even more so, in addition to that, call your city county council person. They're they're looking for stuff to do. They say, give us something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can call your state lawmaker. They're saying, give us something to do. Give us something. You know, let us know. We work for you. So find out who your city county council person is and who your state lawmaker is, and give them a call and let them know because the state lawmakers. They help determine the funding and how that goes for infrastructure for various cities. And your city county council, well, they determine the city budget. So, um, yeah, and and it's just a good idea to be familiar with with who those folks are anyway. So, again, uh, report it by all means, but, uh, hey, you know, give give an ear. uh, uh, Have your city county council folks lend their ear to you and your state lawmaker. Lend their ears to you. Uh, the Mayor's Action Center, number 317-327-4622, 317-327-4622. Got a really disturbing call uh, from um, a gentleman uh, who was talk- out east, and he was talking about uh, just an absolutely horrible situation at the Hubbard Gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it sounded like a nightmare, public health hazard, and just absolutely disgusting situation all rolled into one. Uh, but... Um, Hopefully he was able to get a hold of his uh, council, city county council person as well as uh, the uh, Fair Housing Center uh, that will probably get on that right away. But I was sent, uh, our good friend at the Indianapolis Urban League, Mark Russell, uh, sent me a, uh, 
uh, an article that well not article because I saw this uh, but Mark sent it to me and it, it you know it kind of uh, kind of underscores a little bit um, of what uh, our caller was talking about and it, it was in Axios which is a newsletter that I read that comes every morning every about six o'clock in the morning it comes in um, and it's real short real concise um, articles uh, but it says the gap between black and white homeowners uh, in Indiana has grown over the past decade um, home ownership remains the biggest driver of the wealth gap per US Department of Housing and Urban Development uh, decades ago discriminatory practices such as redlining exacerbated home ownership inequities that are still evident today uh, and so it goes into home ownership and the home ownership rates um, for uh, blacks and whites and what have you. But I, I say this, this what what he's talking, what the caller was talking about had nothing to do with ownership, but it did have to do with uh, minorities and underserved populations that are living uh, in this filth and don't have any anybody to to help them out. Uh, because they are in a second chance program or they don't want to rock the boat or what have you. So by virtue of who they are and, and where they are, they're being forced to live in something that others may not be forced to live in. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's just uh, the disparities are disparities, whether it's ownership, renting, or what have you. Renting, renting is even worse. But, uh, Mark, thanks for reminding me of this, uh, this particular uh, report. Um, some good news uh, from our education area. It looks like Christmas Addicts. We were talking to them uh, during NBA uh, All-Star Week about the uh, the big O and some of the things they were having. Well, it says Christmas Addicts leads the charge and wins a diversity award in computer science. Uh, the Christmas Addicts High School has recently been honored with the prestigious AP Computer Science Female Diversity Award for Expanding Inclusivity. Uh, the award from the College Board, a not-for-profit organization designed to expand access to higher education, acknowledges Crispus Addicts has demonstrated a commitment to inclusivity by achieving 50% or higher female exam taker representation in either both AP computer, uh, b- either or both AP computer science courses. So, um, it says in 2023, a total of 1,127 schools are being commended for their efforts to promote equal gender representation, with 834 receiving the <coughs> excuse me the award in AP Computer Science Principles, 225 in AP Computer Science, and 68 in both. Okay, so the recognition extends across diverse educational landscapes. So uh, long, long and short of it is, Addicts uh, receives a national award uh, for their ability to include young ladies mm-hmm. in science and math. So good for them. Yes, good very for good them. for them. I, I like that. I like that because, you know, we're, you, you were talking about STEM and, and getting more, you know, just African-Americans, and especially women in STEM. And uh, uh, this is good. They're, they're, they're on the right track. So congratulations. I, I like hearing things like that. It's really nice. Um, and then uh, somebody was... Uh, uh, called me and said, Tina, you need to do a show on, on this. And I'm like, you're right. Uh, I don't know anybody that has uh, car insurance, and I will, I promise I will, has automobile insurance, has surely, has surely seen the rates go up inexplicably. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason. I mean, I am over 50-some years old, okay? I'm, o- I'm over 55. You know, that's the cutoff usually. 
in, in insurance. Over 55 years of age, your insurance rate is supposed to go down, down, down. Why is mine climbing, climbing, climbing? I've not had an accident. I have not had a ticket. I have paid all of my insurance, you know, on time. Why is it going up? But it seems like it's industry wide mm -hmm. going up like crazy. I mean, I was paying something like $88 a month. I'm now paying about 100 and. $110, $112 a month. That still sounds pretty good to me. Oh, it does? <laughs> My insurance is a little bit higher than that. Uh, well, you're a little bit younger we're, than we're me. a little bit younger. But still, I mean, well over $100 for not, I mean, it's full coverage, but still. Yeah, that's. And, like and it went up incrementally. It went up incrementally. Uh, and then my son and my daughter, they're, my son's 28, my daughter's 26. They both were like, Mom! You know, I'm <laughs> like, what? And they say, did, what, did your insurance go up? And then I was talking to some other folks. Um, and even my father, my father's 84 years old. Oh, my gosh. His insurance. They raised his, his insurance. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, wow. yes. So wow. it appears as if um, the industry is trying to recoup some losses that it suffered uh, during COVID and economic uh, downturn and all kinds of other stuff. So they're trying to trying to get it back, and they're they're taking it out on customers. I guess I don't know. That's just the brief explanation. But I would like to get um, an expert in here uh, to to explain it all. But uh, you know, that's that's just my uh, uh, you know very 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 brief. Uh, look at it, but it's it's frustrating as all get out because it, like insurance is really fair in the first place. Come on. Yeah, no. Give me a rebate at the end of the year if yeah. I haven't had any crazy things happen. Oh my goodness! That, you know what? Can what company? What, what insurance company was doing? Did wasn't there an insurance company that was doing that, and then they stopped that with the quickness? I've not heard it. Oh, there was there was one that if you haven't had a, it was a, several years ago. Uh, we'll give you money back on your policy. That lasted about a year. I bet you they didn't do that too <laughs> yeah, much they, longer. They so. probably didn't make too much money. Off no, of no, I don't think so. Uh, Deborah, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Miss Tina. Hey. Um, I was. I mine went up too, and uh, I my insurance agent was trying to give me the runaround, but they left me a message telling me that it's uh, the rating of the automobile. That's the excuse that they gave me. Yeah, everybody's automobile. My father's automobile is twenty years old. So, so, mm -hmm. so, so now they're going by the rating. Like, I mean, anything to do, but you know, even if you switch up, you know, because me and you mm -hmm. may be the same age uh -huh. or, or close in age, and so I, I haven't had any accidents, incidents. You know, I pay on time, uh -huh. everything like that. So, and I'm with. Uh, the well, my I'm not gonna say who it is, but this the uh, first maybe number one or number two on in you know uh, rated insurance company, so it's mm -hmm. well well known. Mm -hmm. And so I mean, you can jump jump around, but eventually it's going to go up. Yeah. So what is okay? So did you say that you had an incident with your vehicle? Well, yeah, but that was well. I mean, that was just a couple of weeks ago. My insurance was up before that. My okay, so, and I guess so, what it's probably going to go up now even though it wasn't yeah. my fault I wasn't at fault and even though my coverage take, took care of 100% of it I'll bet you they'll slide yeah. up another 5 or 6 dollars in there somewhere no no, no no you better go 22 to 25 dollars mine went up 25 bucks 
Oh. So, 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 so what are are you bundling everything home and uh-huh. everything? Yeah, yeah, bundled it. Okay, yeah. so this is a thing that I was told also is that you can add a, a, a more another vehicle to your and it's, <laughs> it's supposed to go down. So, okay. You got a car I can I can borrow. Yeah, I was gonna say all I gotta do is go out here and get another car, right? Yeah, but you know what? This is the thing though, Deborah. I I have talked to so many people, and it it doesn't matter if it's State Farm, Allstate, Farmers, you name Geico, all every single insurance carrier. Uh, and I've talked to a lot of people. Every single insurance carrier has raised automobile rates. And so I guess you can shop around like you do for any other thing, anything else, and try to get the best rates. But overall, as an industry, the industry has raised rates on car insurance for whatever reason. And I, we do yeah, need to get to the told, bottom of that. I was told because of the rating of my vehicle. Yeah. And I have a nice vehicle. And it's, yeah. it's, it, it doesn't have any recalls or anything. Uh-huh. And it's, it's not. That uh, might be part of it. Yeah. It's rated number four. So oh. Five is the highest rating. It's rated number four. So yeah. that's a bunch of malarkey, but that's what yeah. my agent left call, on my voice. Yeah, call your agent back and ask him why, and if, if it's your car and the rating, why did the entire industry, mm-hmm. the entire industry <laughs> raise rates and see what that's he says about it. That's a million-dollar question, but yeah. I, I can't ever catch up with them when, yeah. you know, just to ask the question. We're playing dodgeball, leaving messages, uh-huh. and, you know, so it's, it's the runaround. Um. But God will grant you the money to pay it. You're blessed. Have a good day. Well, thank day. you, and so are you. <laughs> thank you so very much. So, uh, I hope it doesn't go up $20. But it, uh, I hope goodness. not either. But I... I, I t- strongly anticipate that it's going up. There's no way it's not going to go up because they're going to get their money back. They're going to get it back from the the uh, the person that that hit me uh and they'll get it out of me, I guess. I don't know. So, because we all have to have insurance, right? So, if I wouldn't have had insurance, I'd have been in really really big trouble. So, hopefully uh it'll my my rate hike will be minimized uh as much as possible. I'm hoping as much as possible. But uh yeah, there's that. There's that. So uh, the other thing, um, you know, we, we talked about uh, at the beginning and congratulations again to uh, IMPD uh, and uh, with their badges. And they were blessed over the weekend at their retirees breakfast, which I understand was quite, quite nice. And so congratulations to them again. RJ, last call of the day. Go ahead. How are you? Hey, good, Tina. Uh, Going to be real quick. So. Just to let you know, like, far as, hey, uh, I guess you're going to have to, like, switch insurance companies. I, I used to have Geico, and now I have uh, Allstate, and I have five cars, and, oh I have, and I'm paying 260 a month full coverage. For five and cars, that's, 50, not, that's, not that's, that's not bad. That's not bad for I'm, five and in full 50, coverage. And I'm, I turned 55 in April. I am married, got the house covered, but that my insurance agent had because I asked him because I was mad when it went up like forty seven bucks, oh. and he said, "Well, that uh, Indiana got a raise to go up, but he said when somebody's in an accident, you know, car parts cost money. So you think about the price of cars, yeah, the car part and gasoline, yeah. they figuring out all of that. So you know when you if you had your house." painted or your car painted you know car parts don't cost 
the same anymore. A battery, I remember when a battery used to cost like 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now a car battery costs 300 bucks. Yeah. So that's where it comes Well, from. and the parts too, I mean, because cars are so... Uh, as my father said, unitized. <laughs> so, but they they are they're huge units. So you can't repair a piece of a car like you used to be able to mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, back in nineteen nothing. You have to remove. I mean, if just a, a, a injury or damage to the bumper, whole the thing whole has thing. to come off. That just happened to us. That Did it? Had the fender bender. Someone yeah. hit the back of our car. Uh-huh. Took the entire back of the car off. Yeah. So, wow. There it goes. Another two grand, another two or three grand. So there it goes. Uh, and there, that's how it just skyrockets. So uh, part of it is just the way the cars are manufactured and the way they're made nowadays. It, that that helps rise the, I mean, helps with the rising cost mm-hmm. uh, as well. So we'll find out. We'll dig a little deeper. Maybe we can get some insurance folks in here and put them on the grill. Let's figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Anyway, that is all the time we have for right now. We are always praise AM 1310 and 95.5. FM Indy's Inspiration. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com. Willie Moore Jr. on the radio is up next. Thank you as always for listening. Don't forget our new call-in numbers, 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Uh, as always, encouraging everyone to be safe and be well. And if you get a chance, get out and enjoy the day today. It is an absolutely gorgeous one. Mm-hmm. And it's February. Here in Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection.